Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, welcome everybody. It's The Session. Uh, we are back today to talk about, uh, conveniently enough, for, for me specifically, loggers. I'm very, very, very pumped to, uh, to talk about more loggers today because as uh, everybody knows listening to this show, ad nauseum, uh, that's just the greatest, the greatest kind of beer in the entire universe, is uh, is is lager beer. So I'm joined by the great Sean O'Sullivan to help me talk hey about uh, lagers. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. You know, you're you're right. Uh, the last few shows I've done with you, they've been heavy, heavily lager focused. They've it's been, been lagered. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited. Today we have on the show halfway crooks. We have Sean and Yoran from Halfway Crooks in Atlanta, Georgia. Boys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. You guys were uh, were were more than generous with your allotment of beverages for myself. I may or may not share them with uh, Sean O'Sullivan when he comes out to pick some up. <laughs> we'll see. I might give him my empty cans. I don't. I don't really. Uh, I don't really. It's know. a gamble. <laughs> it is a gamble. Well, I, w- w- when I make the drive out to your house from Berkeley, out to where you live, which is three days away, yeah, um, by car, I, 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 I either get like an empty can or I'll get full beer. <laughs> the drive by car, yeah, <laughs> that's how that works, man. Uh, Sully, before we get into the show, uh, I want to uh, congratulate you. You you have a, a What's that? you have a vaccine in your system right now. Yes, you. I didn't think I've, that you ooh, were that, that in. The, I didn't um, think you were in the age category yet, but apparently you are. 65 and older. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's one of those few times where you actually, it's okay to lie about your age. No, I did not lie about my age. I'm, at, I'm in a category uh, out here in California where, uh, where breweries are considered to be in the agriculture or food service category. So mm-hmm. um, that's how I was able to get it. 
Nice. Uh, because we, uh, and it was great. It was awesome. Uh, just real quick, it was down there at the Oakland Coliseum, and it was like showing up for a concert. You were just like driving like a little <laughs> course, you know, almost like you were, you know, in a driving course or something as well. And uh, yeah. it's all National Guard there, reservists who are handling security. It was very surreal. And then you kind of get to the front, and they give you a shot, which is actually administered by the uh, by the forest U.S. Forest Service. <laughs> 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 Random. <laughs> So I I got a I got a wow. I got a I got a you know I got a saw and, a, and an axe to go as well. Hell yeah! And uh, you know they give it they ask you a bunch of questions and they go you wait for like fifteen minutes to make sure that you don't like grow a third leg or something and uh, and they say if there's something happens just you know hit your flash or your your hazards or honk your horn if it gets really bad. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh my God. Which I imagine if you you know you hit your horn is your head falls down on the on, on your yeah. on your horn there you're you're just. So yeah, I mean it was fine. I mean I had no, I mean I had no problems. I mean, but I hear the second Great. one is where they kind of is the wallop. You know, yeah, the one it can nail. So it can, but you know, for me, the first one is even was worse than the second. And I did the well, first. The first one was like nothing. So I think you'll be fine. If I could do it, all right, well, do it. you know what I mean. Well, thank you, Doctor JP. Did you hear about those those two girls in Florida? They were like twenty something. They dressed up as old ladies to stand in line to get the vaccine. And they totally got caught because I guess you have to hand your ID or I don't know what they do down in Florida. But the police are like, it's on video. They're like chastising them. Like, you've stolen vaccines and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I mean, they did, I guess. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, are they running vaccinations down there in uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, where your brewery is? Uh, yeah, they're. I think they're doing it out of the, um, the, the Atlanta Falcons Stadium, or yeah, the Atlanta United Atlanta Falcons Stadium, is, uh, Mercedes Benz. I think they're doing some vaccinations there, and like a lot of CVSs around. Um, I think they're opening a couple more sites. Yeah, nice. this next week or two. But yeah, we we uh, we we have not we have not received the vaccine yet. We're we're still um, <laughs> we have a d- couple different phases here, and we're still in one A, which is a uh, sixty five and, and older. Sixty five and older. All right. Yeah. Are you guys doing uh, like beer to go and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we're um we we uh we started beer to go I guess last in March actually I think it was like a yeah mid March of last year we closed down yeah okay. I need to go yeah okay it's hard to keep track man because especially in California things have changed so many different times mm-hmm. um, but then it's you know every state's different so uh, you know that's good that you were able to to sort of at least yeah I think we were like wide open around June or so like just the state in general like they opened everything back up including restaurants and. Uh, I think it was May or June, and um, we kind of pretty cautious at first, and we um, we just kind of kept to go going, and then we have this we have this upstairs um, like shop that's open air, so we kind of changed everything to touchless ordering around. I guess it was August, September. Yeah, mid August, something like that. And, nice. You know, kind of, we kind of we kind of knew more about the virus then too, and kind yeah. of how it was transmitted. So we felt pretty pretty comfortable with that, and we basically like halved our capacity up there and uh, just kind of had touchless ordering and it's, it's been working for us and we kind of expanded into our parking lot which is now sort of a beer garden <laughs> okay. yeah, that's cool man <laughs> you gotta look man you gotta you gotta uh, I know everyone hates the word pivot now but uh, you gotta yeah. pivot you gotta <laughs> yeah. figure out what's pivot. Uh, you gotta pivot you gotta, you people gotta really open. hate that word we were talking or to the new normal that's the other one the new yeah. normal. the new normal exactly. pivot yeah. Uh, yeah those are the two words that uh, wish how are you do- how are you doing how you been it's like yeah <laughs> yeah I'm actually quite <laughs> awful thank you very much uh, yeah. how are you yeah 
That's uh, yeah, it's terrible stuff. So I want to get into your, I want to get into a lot of stuff uh, with with you guys, but specifically right now, I got to talk to you about your website. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Um, it it's it's very like eight bit. Um, and it seems like that's sort of like the the gimmick. Uh, if you want to, just give me a little background gimmick. about no, about the name yeah. of. Have uh, you actually? Uh, you should scroll all the way down on the first page, and there's this like little icon. Ah, I I see it now. I click on it. That's kind of an Easter egg, I guess. So it's like a website that'll talk to you. It's like a. Uh, it says, "Hi, I'm Justin. I'm a front end developer with a specialization <laughs> in WordPress." <laughs> Um, so I was a I was a computer engineer uh, okay. for a while. So we kind of wanted to do some fun stuff with the website, kind of kind of play homage to some of the some like old eighties programming interfaces. So yeah, like a command line interface on there actually is like as an Easter egg, and you can actually access all the all the stuff on our website by like going through directories and things. It's kind of fun. That is cool. I don't. I'm, I'm not going to pretend to understand any of it, um, <laughs> yeah. but I really, I really like it. It's it. It's very reminiscent of like, uh, like Oregon Trail or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Where you know you go to the about page, and it's just this like poetry about thinking about your place in the world or whatever, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to get background. I'm trying to really do my job, and then these guys are just blocking me every way. So uh, yeah, we're, we're. I was also in security, so we don't really like a lot of information about us out there. You know, it's yeah, it's just a crazy world now. People just take your data and do whatever they want to with it. That's true. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But even just like the just the language and and, and how you guys are using language on on the website. And I don't know why sometimes these things strike me as funny where. It says ten minutes from the airport in all major attractions. Yeah. I I don't know why that I laughed out loud. I thought that was very very funny. That was actually uh, pretty funny. Like that was like our our architect and us came up with that. Like we uh, I don't know. We just like we we're like we're ten minutes from the airport. It's just like yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah. true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Well, it look, I don't want you to lie about it. But uh, talk to me a little bit about the name Halfway Crooks. What's that about? Yeah, um, so Joran uh, grew up on a sheep farm in, uh, in Belgium, and um, we kind of wanted to play homage to like um, that part of Joran's um, life. You know, it's very, mm-hmm. very, uh, very who he is. You know, he, he's a farm boy, sheep, <laughs> sheep farmer. <laughs> okay. So you know, we kind of like, and you know, we love uh, '90s hip hop. So we figured, you know, like um, halfway crooks is great. We have like the crook is a shepherd's crook, and you know, we want to kind of play homage to to Mob Deep. We were we were also in in the city, so we kind of wanted to like have that dichotomy of like uh you know like city and and, and agriculture and farm. We're, we're both from those two different backgrounds. Yeah, so we kind of wanted to do something with, with that. It only nice. took like three years to come up with a name. So <laughs> these things happen. I mean, but it, yeah. that that whole idea and that thread really goes through every aspect of your space. I mean, it's like. Not only the the, the the brewery and the pub, but uh, you know, like like what uh, Jason said, the look and feel of the the website, your beers, your design, your glassware. I mean, it's. I mean, I love branding. I mean, I'm all you know, probably you know, gotten more into that since I've been a brewer, really. But uh, and, and owning the two one a. But I mean, I just think it's phenomenal. I mean, I think when I first met you guys, I was just struck by. I got it. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. It it makes sense. It it fires on every sin- single level and cylinder that you have going on there everything that your brand touches within your space is just about this this theme this like 
low tech eight bit theme kind of thing. It's just it's great. Yeah, I like it, especially these days with with uh, you know the sort of focus on brand design and and you know how your package looks and your your Instagram and how many filters you have and like all this like really carefully crafted thing. Not that your not that your image isn't carefully crafted, but it's sort of that low tech thing that I think really makes you stand out even more rather than like soft pastel, you know, whatever, right? I like it. Yeah, like lager, lager, lager. I mean, you just repeat that over and over again, and you just pretty much you just want to drink a lager. So, yeah, like just just we, it needs to be ingrained in your head, you know. That you yeah, drink lager. That's like my, you know. Hopefully, that's how lager comes back, right? It's just, yeah, <laughs> just say it, pound it into the ground. Yeah, but, just remind in their heads. Remind people that this beer is out here. Yeah, not everything. Not ha- you don't. IPA, you yeah, know, there's. Yeah. You don't have to stand in line all the time for be for good beer. You can just you can oddly just go get it, and it's and it's everything's uh, everything's fine. How long has uh, Halfway Kirk's been open? Um, we opened in July of eighteen, no, 20, 19, nineteen. Yes. Time is irrelevant these days. It is. <laughs> Closed in March of March of last year. Okay. And then reopened mid August. Like, but during that time, we always did to go. Uh, but yeah, or downstairs, which is like what where we put a lot of thought into the the bar and the seating area and whatsoever has been closed since March of last year. Damn. So. And now it's a tech startup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just we're we're mining precious metals from uh, hard drives, <laughs> trying to make it. We took all the Raspberry Pis and we're now uh, mining Bitcoin and Ethereum. Nice, uh, dude. And Dogecoin is pretty pretty great. Hell yeah! Yeah, I love to see yeah, but it. Where are you guys? Where are you located? You're in like a special area of uh, Atlanta, and there's a lot happening on that street. I mean, there's a barbecue place down the street, and there's yeah, some other yeah. cool stuff going on there. I mean, it's kind of like this. I, okay, this is like the word pivot when you describe things. It's an up and coming area. Ah, yes, <laughs> I love those. Those are my favorite areas. So, like, yeah, it's in a neighborhood called Summer Hill. Um, this is where the uh, Atlanta Fulton County Stadium used to be, where you know Hank Aaron uh, broke the record, um, nice. and then someone else cheated and broke the record after Hank Aaron. Hey, hey whoa, whoa, settle down, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I may, I may agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> we're really close to, uh, we're really close to, to there, and like uh, the, uh, the 96 Olympics happened in this neighborhood, so then they built another stadium, uh, Turner Field, and that's where the Olympics occurred. Um, I think a lot of the track and field stuff happened there. And uh, after that, the neighborhood was kind of kind of abandoned, or there there were landlords here, but they weren't really doing anything with the properties. They were just kind of letting them kind of sit. And um, I, I guess uh, around the time the Braves moved out of the city, which was traumatizing for a lot of us, um, they I guess a lot of these uh, buildings went on for auction, and, and uh, developer bought them. And Jordan and I were uh, was going to start a brewery, I guess like in 2017 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, we ride our bike. We like to ride our bikes a lot, so we ride our bikes around, and we saw these really old buildings. And everything that we wanted to do was we wanted this place to feel like old, like lived in, like organic. And um, we saw these buildings, and the next day, kind of serendipi- uh, serendipitously, uh, I don't, I don't know if I said that word right, but uh, you did. It's fine. Keep going. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone contacted us and was like, "Hey, uh, we we uh, we own these buildings in in Hill. Would you guys be interested in having a chat?" And it was kind of like. Wow, that was, that was kind of crazy. Did so they just, like they just the day after. flag you down, or like, how did they contact you? They, uh, it was through yeah. like a mutual friend. They were 
looking for somebody that was uh, wanting to start a brewery. Okay. So the news um, was out there amongst your friends that you were looking to do this. It wasn't really out there. It was just like, hey, do you know somebody that is thinking about a brewery? Okay. All right. I, I think I said, yeah, I, I probably know somebody. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. Well, Jorn, you have like a, you 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 have a past though in Atlanta, and you're just not like, I mean, well, I'm actually curious how you guys met because I mean, I yeah. you know, I, my business partner and I met, and then you know, there's a story there that I've told exhaustively uh, through the years. But I'm interested in how you guys met, and also Jorn, you had a you have a past there in Atlanta. You have a brewing, you know, you worked at another brewery, and yeah, I, I met mean, you. We um, so Sean has a has a history in, in Atlanta and homebrewing. And I got here in, um, in 2013 to help start uh, Three Taverns Brewery in Decatur. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean and I actually met, from what I remember, we met the first time in the basement of the brick store. So there was a going away party for uh, one of the beer buyers or the, the the person that's in charge of the the beer program there, and uh, they were throwing this big party in the basement where they store all their cell beers. And uh, that's I was like I didn't know anybody, and Sean was was kind enough to start talking to me. <laughs> and, uh, I just I imagine we're like Sean's just hanging out with his friends, and he looks over, and there's there's Yaron just. <laughs> Standing alone, There's maybe a even a spotlight on him, just all by himself. Because I'm going to go <laughs> reach out to this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, light, the lights dimmed and music started playing, and I walked over, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, you fell in love. That's good, man. <laughs> I love it. Well, Yaron, how did you? How does how does somebody growing up on a sheep farm in Belgium make their way to owning yeah. a, a brewery in Atlanta? I feel like that's even just sort of weirder. Um, yeah, how does that happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was all meticulously planned. Yeah, yeah. I, I so I, I studied um, uh, biochemistry and then the brewing school in uh, in Ghent. And um, I part of my brewing school was I, I did an internship in uh, in New Belgium. Uh, okay. So I was that was in 2008. I was there for about four months. Um, and uh, it happened to be so like at the time I wanted to go abroad and, and like do do my internship somewhere somewhere else than Belgium. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the professor at the time was saying, oh, we have a, an old student who uh, who ha- who's working at a brewery in uh in fort collins and i'm like oh yeah, yeah I, I i know that guy <laughs> <laughs> so th- peter's peter's my uncle so um peter buchart yes, peter Bu- yes oh okay yeah so the paper i had to i wrote was actually with with um uh, i worked on their bright beer filtration so like the, the improvement of, of the bright beer filtration um and yeah i mean i I was there for four months. I was blown away by the beer industry, how it was all happening here. And uh, I, after my internship, I went back to Belgium. I started working in, in some breweries in Belgium. Started my own brewery with two of my friends called Verzette, which we did like on the weekends. 
I mean, it, it, I don't know. It, it kept itching to to come back, and 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 all of a sudden, it I got an opportunity to to come and work for a brewery in uh, in Georgia. When they when you invited me over, and yeah, that's nice, man. When when you're when you're opening a brewery in Belgium, did did you ever feel sort of pigeonholed as far as like styles you had to make? Like, do you feel brewing in America or brewing outside of outside of Europe, maybe even uh, you can you can be a little more experimental? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. th- that's why we started the small brewery to do more experimental uh, stuff, because, you know, the, actually my two friends, I started it with. We all graduated the same year in brewing school. So we were all working in in, in bigger breweries, basically doing the same same stuff or same beers over and over, uh, which, which is, you know, looking back is also beautiful in itself. Um, but I do, I do like what's going on here and the, the experimental stuff and, you know, constantly, you know, pushing yourself. Yeah. But isn't it a little bit like, like I look at like, you know, cause I went to Belgium like a lot, like in the early two thousands, and it was like, and that's when a lot of American brewers were going over there. And we were all just like, you guys, we thought you guys were the shit. I mean, we just like amazing. And so when you were coming over here and you're like, you're thinking, you're seeing what's going on in the United States. I mean, so there's like, I think a little bit of like the grass is always greener, you know, like, you know, I was like, I'd go over there and I'd be like, oh my God, look what they're doing here. It's just, we don't do anything <laughs> like this. And you're like, whatever. I want to go over there and learn how you, how to use hops and da 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 and have some fun. So there's probably like a, you know we're romanticizing the others exist the others experience yeah i mean they they do both have like beautiful sides i think um i really enjoyed working in, in in belgium like i i had a lot of pride for the breweries i worked at for sure um and and then here the pace the the people are uh how do you say people are more appreciate it's like shinier if you're you know beer like okay, yeah belgium is just a, a normal thing yeah it's like water is hey, it, you're making beer you're drinking wine <laughs> is it is it like i don't want to say it, it sounds like you know in in belgium or europe it, it's taken for granted because it's not like i don't think it's that important really but it is sort of like part of the culture part of just everyday life and over here it is it is it is shiny it is and we're like raccoons trying to get like the tin can on the string or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah no it, it is and and i think with with halfway crooks now we like sean sean has has come to belgium quite a bit of time to you know he he stayed with my family a couple times mm. um and we've we've like implemented some of those things that that i i sort of took granted or that were like tradition or like um yeah just that that i see as normal but that are actually very unique unique things to like with beer culture and then and, and we've started doing some of those things here and they're actually can you give me fun. can uh, you give me an like example where, we even have we have like a Belgian uh, pilsner we call it, and uh, it's called Pincha, and it's basically uh, and like you know the the bar that Jorn and all of his uh, friends and family go to pretty much. Um, the way they order a beer is like they put their pinky up because pinky and and pint are, are around the same word, and they just say like I want five, and they don't have to say anything. It's just that's what they do, and they just bring 
bring the beers to the table. So we kind of wanted to replicate that here a little bit before COVID happened. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of just a little bit of what what we're what we brought back, along mm-hmm. with the entire design of the of the bar here. That's cool, man. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'll just I'll put my pinky up and do the thing. Like, yeah, that's thing. perfect for you, JP. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. Socially awkward. <laughs> yeah. uh, like going like to the, or the, the LMSC. I'm continental. You don't. I mean, you know, you can't tell me I'm awkward now. They just said that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ahead of my time. Noted. Uh, <laughs> like going back to your comment about bringing like elements of Belgium, uh, Belgian culture. Uh, even brewing culture. I mean, you know, talk a little bit about your system. I mean, you have a really some unique. Uh, I believe you have like horizontal tanks. Is that right? Yeah. Um, log grain tanks. You don't really see a, that element in brewery set, small brewery setting. So what yeah, was, we, what's uh, going on got, there? We have like four horizontal, uh, like they're around ten. They're ten barrel. Uh, Probably yeah, we can show yeah, you. Yeah, they're right behind the bar, right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh damn! Look at that. <laughs> yeah, we um. We it's pretty it's it took us four days to get in there. <laughs> um, there was a lot of it was pretty crazy. Um yeah, we have four four lagering tanks here. Um we have two um uh, or four yeah, four lagering tanks. We have two brights in the in the brewery and we do all of our lagering in these four tanks. Um wow. yeah, we, we really wanted to pe- wanted people to really kind of like see that we, we make loggers here and that you know, when they when they come in, they're like, "What are those?" Kind of helps open that conversation and kind of. <laughs> what are those? Try to, try to talk to people it, about lager. I, you know, I like that. That's a that's a good idea. It's like, um, uh, it's not a MacGuffin device. I forget what it. I forget. I'm trying to. I, I'm big on analogies. I'm trying to think of one where you going. Oh, what's that thing? Well, allow me to demonstrate the fact that we make loggers here, and what's a logger yeah. well, here, Tasty's. <laughs> it's very. It's a. It's more of that open door kind of thing. That's cool. And it works, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, right? it, it does. It really showcase. I mean, uh, it really shows in the beer too. I mean, it's just not a great story, but I mean, you know, the reason for those lagering vessels is to increase the surface area, so the yeast has something to fall onto um, and, and help with clarity and all that. So I think it's just wonderful that you're doing that. I mean, not not a lot of people are doing that, and you know, lagers and in, in, in certain breweries are they're not as great as they could be. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Uh, let me do this. Let me take a break. Real fast, everybody. We're going to come back. I already opened uh, a beer, which I'm sort of uh, really very much enjoying uh, because I I really needed a beer. So we're going to break into the beers a little bit early, uh, but we're going to come right back, everybody. It's the session. Hang on. Uh, We're talking loggers. You're tuned into the session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. We are talking with the boys from Halfway Crooks Beer in Atlanta, Georgia. Sean and Yoran, thanks again, guys, for uh, for coming on the show. Uh, I cracked the beer a little bit early uh, because I desperately needed one uh, for my mental health, which is, everybody knows. Rough week, rough week. It's very poorly. This beer is called Active Low, and it's an unfiltered German-style pilsner. At four point nine percent, can you guys tell me a little bit about this beer, and then uh, you know what I'm tasting in this? Yeah, this is Jorn's favorite beer, so I'll, I'll let him take it away. Um, yeah, so um, Active Low, I think it's it's my favorite because it's like a very, I think it's like super balanced and refined for a, for a lager, um, and um, 
we use hops from uh, like sites farms. So we, we, all of our, this is now we're waiting for second harvest, but this is the second time that we uh, import all of our German hops. Uh, we have some, some saws as well from Czech mm -hmm. coming in. Okay. Um, and yeah, we, how many types do we have? We have like five or six. Yeah, we have, we, we, we've actually expanded it quite a bit. Um, we're, uh, we're getting pretty much all the hops that they grow on their farm. Um, Damn. Yeah, shipped directly to us, which is great. And, and you guys have only been open really a couple years. Fan. Sorry. You guys have only been up a couple of years and you're already like buying out farms with their hops. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's pretty cool. I mean, I feel like it's uh, sort of like a badge of honor, man. Yeah, um, yeah, this beer is great. I mean, it's like a uh, hundred percent uh, German Pilsner. Um, we use uh, different yeast on this one than we do the rest of our lagers. It like helps with the malt expression a lot more. Um, and then we we uh, we use um, we use Saphir in this beer um, and a couple other a couple other hops uh, that we love. Um, it, it just it just I love this beer. It's 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 so good. This uh, is we, we brewed in like September of last year for the first time, um, and uh, we were super happy with the way it came out. And, you know, we're constantly tweaking little things with it, but it's uh, I think it's really it's something we we love to drink. And a lot of our beers aren't available all the time. We we kind of sure. cycle through a bunch of different uh, like like pale lagers, you know, and it's cool because. You know, you'll be like, man, I haven't had active low in a while, and it, it'll come out like like every like two or three months, you know. So it's like really, it's really fun. It's like a treat. You know? <laughs> this <laughs> this is a beer that I would I would want a cologne of. It, the the aroma oh, is so it's so um, it, it's like high melon, but but just that perfume from the malt, and I imagine there's a lot of that the the ester uh, from the yeast, and it smells it it smells incredible. There's like a, a little bit of sulfur in there, mm -hmm. which I, I really like. Like it's not, but it's not like nothing bad. It's, it's no, like but it, it, yeah, it like matches with the, the style with the aroma hops in there. It doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really poke out. You know, sometimes you can get those, those sulfur things where it's just like, oh, that's sulfur, but it almost is like factored in as a component of the beer, which I yeah. guess, I mean, I yeah. guess it should be. Yeah. We, uh, we croisin this beer with, um, our other, like, uh, another pilsner or like that has the other yeast that has just a little more sulfur so it really gives it this like really nice uh complexity that's such a good beer are, are most really of your beers fun. naturally carbonated like that yes yeah we we uh we work pretty hard to try to get those schedules to align to where we can we can poison poison the beers and do you, you you said you mix up the uh the beers that come online you'll they'll, they'll go away for a little bit then they'll come back do you have main main beers that are always on, or is it always something different? No, always always have. Once the beer's gone, we'll we'll just like you know, do it in two more months or whatsoever. But we never have the same beer on. Uh, but we do have like loggers that we will make more often, and then others that we will make only once a year. Okay. Yeah, like our smoked Ellis, like we only make that once a year, and it's really special. Um, do, oh, I, wow. do I have any of that? Because that's that's my jam right there. <laughs> that sounds great, actually. We're yeah. all out. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah, I don't know if yeah. we send you some. But. No. Yeah, right. JP, we just ran out yesterday. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I love that, man. That that's uh, smoked beers are great. Uh, smoked hellas, get out. Especially when they're done right, where it's just like a kiss of smoke, where it's yeah, not like uh, it's not like you know in America they we turn everything up to eleven sometimes, and so you sometimes get a smoked hellas. It'll be like, yes, I'd like a little beer with my cigarette, please. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it's a, a kiss of smoke. There's no but no tongue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. Well, put, like. well put. Well yeah, put. Thanks. It's like one of our favorites. We um, I think uh, we put the recipe in um, craft beer and brewing. Uh, I think last month or something. Right? Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Because we want people to make way more smoke beer. Me too. Yeah. To be honest with you. <laughs> Me too. What's active low mean? What the hell does this mean? What am I saying? Um, so it's kind of like a play on some uh, like computer engineering term, but um, it's also like yeast are active at low temperatures. So uh, like there's two different like um, I think of it like in engineering like when there's like a reset for like some component in a computer, it's either active low or active high. And so we have active low, this filter, and then we also have the hell ver- the Hellas version, which is called reset. So it's kind of, I don't know, we do fun stuff like that. So you, you guys are just nerds, nerds with a brewery. Yeah. 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 yeah Sean, you said you were in security. I'm, I'm assuming that's like computer security before. Yeah, I was a, I was a computer hardware uh, research engineer. So I just did, a, um, we did a lot of, uh, and, and also in the cybersecurity Build. Damn. And so I worked at I worked at Georgia Tech for a while before Jordan and I started. It sounds like you can't really talk about it. I can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> is that when you started home brewing? Is when you were, uh, you know, doing something creative started, to do? Actually, I started home brewing uh, early in college. Um, okay. Yeah, I was going to Georgia Tech at the time, and it was just uh, it's pretty rigorous. Like so, just kind of wanted an outlet, and yeah. really enjoyed beer. And um, there was a shop that had opened. Uh, uh, by where my uh, my girlfriend lived at the time, and they had like home brewing supplies, and uh, I bought uh, the complete joy of home brewing. Read that. Uh, read there you go. How to brew by John. Yes, you did. Yeah. Just kind of like started reading all these books, and uh, I actually used to listen to Bruce Strong quite a bit. No, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, just just kept kept at it, and joined a homebrew club here, and uh, just met a really great group of people, and. Drink, drink cool, beer man. and brew beer and talk about beer all the time. Yeah. It's funny because hey, like what, what, there's so many there's so many examples of home brewers that are like brewing at top levels, being engineers or some yeah. sort of that like analytical, <laughs> like data focused, detail focused thing. And and it's I don't know I I bring that up every now and then because it, it is really important to focus on that stuff. But it's funny yeah. how many how many yeah, of those I people we, like Jamil really um, by having like a small brewery yeah. and like not needing to like pump out beer into like distro. We, I think we really pride ourselves in like trying to do the, the right thing and being as precise as possible with everything, um, documenting everything, trying to like redo it every, every time, you know, keep that consistency. Yeah. Um, it's definitely been a lot of fun. This beer is, uh, God, it's great. Have you had this before, Sully? Yes, I have. I actually, uh, they were actually kind enough to send me a whole box of beer a while back uh, where I got my koozie and my hat. And <laughs> my, my, actually, my son wears uh, that one shirt you sent all the time, uh, the uh, No Bad Memories uh, uh, shirt. So, oh, awesome. that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He loves it. Oh, um, the floppy disk shirt? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so I've been to, I've been to Atlanta uh 
a fair amount of time uh, times. And so you, it's such a unique beer scene there. I mean, it's really come into its own over the years. I mean, you have, you know, you, you, I think I came into it through the brick store in Decatur, just outside of Atlanta. I met those guys over there, Dave and his crew. And then of course, uh, uh, Yorn, when you were over at, uh, at, uh, three taverns, uh, and then, you know, then Mitch Steele kind of like the 900 pound, you know, gorilla drops <laughs> into the area there with new realm and like, and like basically he's just like, and he's a very sweet man. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying all time. He's, yeah. he's so such a great guy. I mean, uh, but you know, you clean but, our kegs there. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Good. <laughs> you clean your kegs there. That's cool, man. That's good. So he is a good guy. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. So what's the scene there? Because I mean, you have like, I mean, the whole area there. I mean, out in Atlanta, in Athens, you've got Creature Comforts. You've got so much going on there. It's just, it's almost its own little Portland in a lot of ways, or or Asheville and kind of a you know in a, in a reach there. But uh, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I guess for a while, you know, the, the laws here were pretty restrictive. That's the reason you and I opened this place with your, uh, the laws kind of changed a couple of years ago. But uh, before it was pretty, uh, it was pretty hard. Like you had to open up, like you have to buy a 20 barrel system and open a distribution brewery to even make it work. And um, wow. since those laws have been changed, we've seen a lot more breweries kind of like ourselves pop up where a little smaller, um, doing really fun stuff. Uh, like creature was one of the breweries like that opened during that time where the laws were restricted, but I think they're, they're one of the outliers as far as like how, uh, how they came about. Um, cause they're able to kind of still like make these like beautiful, uh, small beers without like the, like, I don't know, um, what you kind of see a lot of distribution breweries do, um, with like just core flagship brands that, um, that, that's all they make um mm. but now we're seeing a lot more uh smaller guys that are that are doing really really cool like fun 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 stuff like really scrappy you know we, we can sell you four four packs out of the door now mm -hmm. we weren't allowed to sell you anything so God, yeah, that's wild that's, that's how far we've gotten so far I mean, is the community is the community tight now? I mean, you know, you've got are you all, you're all are you all, you're all friendly with each other and all this. I mean, you got Bob Townsend yeah. writing, writing about um, yeah. a, about beer. He's an awesome dude. Um, I don't know. I said an awesome dude, but and, you know, <laughs> I love really, that man I, a lot. Damn it, I love him. I, just, I was trying to channel some sort of. Athens or a uh, Southern gentleman there. Um, no, it just seems, it, it just seems like I, I pick up on a vibe when I'm there and maybe it's just because I'm being shown it, but it really seems like something's going on there. Yeah. There's a lot, it's a great community. Like, um, everybody's very close. We, you know, they're kind of all went through this like really tough, like getting these laws passed kind of times together. It's been very, uh, I don't know. It's just a great community. Everybody's kind of, it's, it's kind of a young, a young scene. So everybody's really, excited to learn and, and, and kind of talk to each other and share ideas. And it's, it's, it's really cool. That's nice, man. I like to hear it. Uh, what's the next beer I should open? Uh, I got a Belgian pale. I got a German style pills and then I got a German style Dunkel. Dunkel. Um, <laughs> which one was the second one? Was the German which? style pills. The yeah, let's do that one next, I guess we'll okay. just, we'll go German pills, German pills. And get, Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think that one's uh, radiant. Let's get JP drunk. 
<laughs> radius. See, I was reading it as like Seradii. <laughs> I didn't really know what to say. So, uh, which is you know me not understanding the English language. Um, anyway, tell me about <laughs> tell me about radius, please. Yeah, so radius is um, we have a we have a couple of beers that have the word like rad in them, and it's there's it's just really poor planning on our part, but we think they're pretty rad. Like uh, we. So we have like a beer called Radix, we have a beer called Radian, and we have a beer called Radius. And um, each one of these beers kind of features um, a hop that is uh, that was developed by the Hop Research Institute in uh, Huell, uh, in like Walsnack, kind of where our hop farm is located, and um, some Bavaria. And this beer is uh, kind of showcases a uh, Mandarina Bavaria hops. The other two is Palatar uh, Blanc, and then um, are the other two beers. And uh, Huel Melon, uh, oh. but this one's Mandarin of Bavaria. So. Huel Melon is such a good, it's such a good hop. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah we did hop. that. Um, we did that in a, uh, a dr- not a dry hop. I think it was a flavor edition in a Vienna Lager we did at Sierra Nevada Beer Camp a couple years ago. So awesome. Yeah. Such a good, such a good hop. So this one's brewed with um, a different uh, or other yeast, um, and it has a little more of a sulfur component. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It kind of helps like showcase the hops a little better. Uh, we wanted these beers to be pretty, pretty hop forward, and as far as the aroma goes, with like really nice like uh, balance as far as uh, like bitterness and, and malt. So um, yeah, we just this beer is we're drinking a whole lot of this right now. It's the first time we brewed it actually. And so your are, are all of your lagers sort of, and please tell me I'm stupid. Um, just in general, but, but, go but ahead. for this, for this. Uh, I don't talk to my dad, so I don't hear that enough. Uh, no, um, okay. like the like the, <laughs> these these hops are like that kind of like light melon and those sort of I don't want to say tropical because I think that gets overused, but but definitely these sort of like brighter uh, sort of fruit uh, components. So they're you know, they're the new school hops. That is that on purpose. You're not going for like the traditional uh hollow tower or you know oh no we we definitely do those beers as well these are just kind of like we're in the process right now of just like going like we we do like like we have a beer called ada that's uh uses a hollow tower middle and and herzbrucker and um select okay Uh, so you're not all just new school yeah those are like we have we have beers that we really love the the old school hops like nice like really fun like uh I like to use like fennel, you know, like, <clears throat> like oh wow, savory qualities. But when you say that, people are like, I yeah. don't know about fennel, you but, know, but it's really like subtle. That's what I just did. You know, <laughs> I like just fennel in your face. It's just uh, you get like kind of like lime zest and and fun and okay. like really like good spicy how, uh, how, pepper and things like that. How do you make the differentiation between going like a new school hop versus the old school in a recipe? Is it just what you're feeling? Is it is something else is are you building a recipe around these hops or you just sort of you know winging it yeah we we typically build the recipe around the hops yeah because okay. um, we i mean the hops that we're getting are i, I just we just think they're such high quality they're we just want to really do do right by them i guess so for yeah. for stuff like this for, for like the the pilsners are you putting these hops into into loggers because it's basically just like base malt and so you really want those to shine. You don't want to cover them up with like darker beers, or how does that work? Uh, we put them like so that uh, that Dunkel you have there uses the same same hops. Like we, oh, okay. I think that one's kind of like uh, relay heavy, um, so it's like a little more 
That one's a little more uh, savory. Um, I don't know if that answered the question. <laughs> I don't even know if the question was asked properly. <laughs> Just well, I mean, like well, for, well, the hops you're using are are not that far off the reservation. Can I use that phrase? Um, I don't think in so. In terms of, uh, I don't think I can actually. Oh, damn it! Uh, Cancelled. Everyone that, come for Sully. No, I'm sorry. I really that was not appropriate. Um, it's th- fine. They're not that far off from what your like standard old school hops are it's not like you're adding like citra or something like that that's going to just yeah. overwhelm <laughs> i mean they're soft enough they're unique enough um that they're going to accentuate and sort of you know bring notice to them but they're not going to overwhelm you yeah i mean i i guess the 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 point of the question was to figure out how you manage your hops and how you allocate them to different beers but i, I you know Without just assuming it's like you know, well, whatever, we'll just do this. Let's let's just try something new. I I, I guess in my mind, I wanna I, I want to know that there's a pattern or there's some sort of thing, but maybe there's not, and so maybe the question comes off weird. No, I mean we we like we 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 have a really great variety of hops, and we are constantly thinking about different ways to use them and express them and, and yeah. try to. I mean, we're still learning too, right? So mm-hmm. we're we're trying to um, like figure out. You know, we're it's kind of like trying to find a diamond somewhere yeah. you know like we're just like searching and searching <laughs> yeah um and we're, we're still like playing around with with hops and and, and quantities within the the brand itself too mm-hmm. so like we'll we'll change it up every time um okay trying to like figure if we that out something works well we'll or we we try to test out an idea we we're constantly tweaking these beers all the time. Like, okay. yeah, like you once said, like within the brand. Are you, are you using pellets or whole flowers or combination or okay? And I just, actually, like right now, we're in on our hops in like survival mode because we're waiting for hops to come in from Germany, and it's been taking a lot longer than expected. We were hoping to get them in January, so. Hmm. We have a an empty freezer. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we, we got some we got we got some other hops actually from Belgium too, and we uh, we we sought out some the uh, good saws this year. So uh, the saws harvest was a little later than um, the harvest in Germany, and we wanted to put them all in the same kind of uh, shipment, so we're to kind of like consolidate. So it's been kind of crazy with COVID too. Like shipping's pretty insane. Like ports are pretty packed and it's taking a little longer this year last year i think we got our hops in december and we we i mean it's all i mean we we kind of got greedy and we wanted to get really good sauce so we uh <laughs> we're waiting a little longer and so it's been fun we actually we had we had some hops that we, we've been playing a lot around with like kind of what we have in inventory right now and finding out like that's great you're figuring it out yeah you're, yeah, you're, cool. you're pivoting guys <laughs> oh my god <laughs> have you ever heard that loud. before have you ever? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> uh, I, I got a question from the chat. Uh, Steven says, uh, do you guys spund your loggers? If so, what's your process? Um, not really. We just like, well, at the end of fermentation or, or towards the end, we'll just close the close it off and it will build up like five PSI, five, seven and a half. PSI. We'll spend it sometimes to control that, yeah. that build. Yeah, we don't want it to go from like five to ten overnight or zero to ten overnight because yeah. you can get some, uh, some, some. Um, and some then when we, yeah, something. when we crowd and we'll we'll spend it as well to like if if we 
for some reason would have made a mistake that we don't have a 25 PSI on our beer. So yeah. it keeps it at 15. Okay. Answer your question, Steve. What, what are your tanks hold? What's the pressure those tanks hold? They, they hold 15, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, okay. What size uh, barrel uh, system do you guys have? Uh, we have like a 12 hectoliter, so like 10 barrel system. Okay. So has Peter ever, Peter Buchart ever been out to your place, and does he come in and give you like uh, tips, or does he haze you, and what are you doing here? Or? Yeah, he actually... He, Where are the barrels? <laughs> he, he drove down during the pandemic all the way from colorado oh wow so that's that's the first time he he saw it um it's it's fun um yeah, he's, a, he's a good dude that's cool man. i think he liked the beer so <laughs> i think he liked he liked them in a, probably a very belgian way like just flash the pinky <laughs> Um, okay, so I have I have two beers left, and then you guys were, again, super, super uh, gracious to give me three bottles of beer. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So I brought what the, I brought the, the, in my little desktop refrigerator, I brought the quad. <laughs> awesome. Oh, wow. Now, I could, because I feel like there's not a whole lot of people making quads. You got it in this really nice bottle. I feel like this is going to be good, so I, I wanted to talk about this, but I also have, um... I forget the other two. I can look. So if you don't want to do the quad, you know, after the next break, I can definitely run and get the other uh, the other beers. But um, transitioning into this break, what should I have next? We have uh, uh, Death. It's a uh, it's actually quality wine is Death. I choose wow. life. Yeah. <laughs> or, sorry, yeah, yeah. quality life. I choose Death. Sorry. <laughs> um. Hell yeah. <laughs> You got a quad and a barley wine. It's yeah. dealer's choice. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then it's the uh, Belgian pale ale or the uh, the Dunkel. So which of those should we have now? Belgian pale? I don't know. That the the, the freshest one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The... Either one. Either one. Okay. Well, let's just dealer's do the Belgian choice. pale. Fuck it. Why not? So this is called San. Gwine? It's called Sanguine. Sanguine. Jesus Christ. I'm Sanguine. I'm stupid as hell, dude. I'm it's like, okay. it's funny because like I think I'm, you know, relatively sharp. Depends. But if you separate a word into two, into like, you know, stack it on top of each other, because the label is S-A-N, and then, you know, the rest of the word is underneath. I, It's like, uh, I don't know, showing a dog a colored picture. I, I can't figure it out. At least you didn't make a reservation comment, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did fine. I just meant that it's like, you know, you have, okay, have a reservation a for letter. the pub. Yeah. I have a reservation. I'm off the reservation at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a beer we've been kind of chasing for a while. Um, okay. Uh, to be honest, I have two. For, there was a long time when I was trying to do a Belgian pale, a Westie 6, the green cap Westie. Yeah. That's my, the, my, my favorite beer of all time. I was lucky enough to get it like two weeks fresh. Because um, oh, awesome. uh, Justin brought oh, wow. it back from uh, from Belgium, and it was like just bottled the day before or whatever. That's what he said anyway. And I still have <laughs> dreams about that beer. That beer he lied. <laughs> I found it from a gutter rat. I don't know. They still anyway. Uh, tell oh, me about right. this uh, Belgian pale, please. So this is actually a a lot more um, amber in color, like more like red, because it's, it's the first time we used uh, Georgia red wheat. And then it's oh, wow. mainly uh, uh, <clears throat> Digamon's pills and uh, some spelt, right? Yeah. Spelt. Um, 
so usually it's a lot uh, more golden. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're not, I, I like it the way it is, but we, we want to like, we wanted less yeast character and more hop forward. So it's been like upping the hops. And then this, we're getting uh, some Belgian hops in this year as well. So I think this will bring the, the beer, I think, to where we, we want it to be. If, if, if a beer could make me weep openly, it would be this beer. This beer is very, very good. Oh, thank you. It is very, very good. It, it, it has that, that Belgian yeast characteristic that you're sort of looking for. It is very reminiscent of like that Westy sort of really bright, uh, you know, grain flavor. Uh, the, the, the hops are all just, it works really, really well. It's like a slightly tart thing going on. Um, and it's, it's very, very good. This is very, very good beer. I, well, let's just take a pause here and just watch you cry. I might, I might actually. <laughs> no, just let it happen. Hold it. Hold it. Hold the moment. This just... <sighs> is the first on the BN. It's gone now. <laughs> Definitely not the first. Um, what do you? What's your fermentation temperature on this? We actually play around with that one quite a bit, but um, we do this one a little pin uh, down. Little <laughs> yeah, this one's probably like what uh, fourteen, fifteen C. It's like a hundred F, right? A little higher. Yeah, yeah. Like it's probably like 15 C at most, right? This one. What yeast do you yeah. use? 15 Celsius, yeah. yeah. And then we halfway through, I think we'll, we'll bring it up. Um, and then this this one was like auger for three weeks, I think, at around 10 Celsius. Yeah. Uh, so pretty warm, actually. So you started. So 15C is 59. Uh, I, I'm really yep. smart, so I didn't look it up. Uh, but it's 59 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. I to, didn't look it up either. But to, go ahead. To me, that's like super <laughs> low for for a Belgian pale. Like I, I when I was trying to do mine, I was doing it like 74 because I always thought that you have to drive that temperature to get the yeast characteristic. But apparently, you you, you don't. Yeah, I think we we basically start off at like. Yeah, it's like around 59 degrees. Then we let it kind of ramp up to around 65. And, um, yeah, and we, we found that we really need to lager these beers for a little while. So, yeah, we do like three to four weeks at like around 50 degrees uh, okay. as far as that yeah, goes. Um, and it really helps like mellow out a lot of the yeast character that we're we, – we want it to be there, but we want it to be balanced, you know, with the hops because it's it's a it's like a it's like a pellet, you know. We want it to. We don't want it just be yeast character, like flabby, yeah. and whatever, you know. It's just like one note, so we yeah yeah we. Work. So you're suppressing the ester formation by using a lower fermentation temperature and letting it come up, and then it finishes out, and then uh, you're. It sounds like you're just showcasing the malt and the hops in a lot of ways with just like a yeah. kiss of the yeast character yeah, yeah but it, that yeast character is so intense I, I that's why I'm, I'm sort of surprised that it's under you know sub 65 for fermentation temperature is it can you share what yeast you're using or cloudy it's cloudy is it it's like a hazy belgian pale ale is it supposed to be yeah because that's the first you probably, you probably it's the first hazy beer that i've actually very very much enjoyed and i'm gonna say that right now it's probably because you stored it on the side by the way yeah. <laughs> you don't know anything sean 
I still want to know what yeast they're using. Nobody yeah, what yeast they're using. <laughs> won't say. It won't say. That's fine. That's okay. Never mind. You won't even say. And the show's over. They <laughs> won't even say no. They're just shaking their head, their collective head, in the in uniform, which is weird. Uh, we've wow. Changed the yeast, uh, we've changed the yeast a couple times on yeah, this. Yeah, so it, okay. but, uh, we're still we're still we're still figuring out how the yeast behaves uh, in a lot of ways. Um, well, I think Sully can uh, can help you with that if you give him what what it is. He knows all about that. <laughs> no, I should have read the room. That was my mistake. <laughs> when the interviewee will not answer the question, don't ask three times, Sully. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what hops are in here? Um, this one, uh, these are uh, it's middle fruit. That one, that one came out real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're trying to get. Um, we're trying to. We're trying to actually get some. Um, some Belgian grown uh, middle fruit and. Um, Fuggle, yeah. yeah, some fuggle and some. Uh, we're trying to get some. Um, we use. I think we use tradition in this one as well. Um, but I think we're going to switch over to pretty much all middle fruit. What a great beer! I. <clears throat> that's great. I hate it when I say that too. This is the problem about about you know talking for a, a, a quote unquote living, where it's like if things aren't really great or whatever, you know, I have a hundred thousand words to say. But if it's just really solid beer, I'm kind of I just get stuck on like this is really good, and for and five you cry. minutes, yeah, and then I cry, I weep <laughs> openly. Uh, let me take a well, quick... hold on. Hold on to some of those beers because I'm going to pick them up tomorrow. No. Yes, I will. I, I have. Uh, I will definitely give <laughs> no. you. Um, I'll put these okay. back in the fridge. These are half open. We'll, I'll put them back in the fridge we'll open, for you. We'll open <laughs> you up can. a quad and a barley wine together, and then I'll drive back from <laughs> Montana, wherever you live. Please do. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to drink two more beers, and then we're we're going to let these boys go. So hang on. It's the session with Halfway Crooks from Atlanta, Georgia. We'll be right back. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Thanks so much, everybody, for hanging on. We're back with Halfway Crooks. And uh, while I open the death, and I know that's not the real name, but that's all I see because I have anxiety, in case you didn't know. So I'm like, I show this to my wife. I'm like, yep, there we go. (laughs) This is what's going to do. Chris says, uh, ask these boys about head retention because theirs is on point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, we love foam. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we uh, our staff, like, we, we have them uh, make sure they build the foam kind of every glass. We feel like it's a very important part of the experience uh, here. And we, um, uh, a lot of head retention is pretty uh pretty complicated uh sort of um there's a great book by um B- uh, bamforth about it's just called foam. charlie i would i would totally read i would totally read that if you're really in the head retention yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah we uh we, we we make sure to like really um you really want to do like a really nice bittering addition uh i believe to kind of help those uh iso alpha acids kind of um it's a huge part of, of, of foam stability is isoalpha acids and protein. Um, and anything you can to like do, um, to make sure you're not doing anything protein negative to your beer is going to, is going to help with head retention. So I kind of think of it as a, as like a sum game. Like you just really want to make sure you're on the positive side of, of all the, all the things. So like a longer, a really long boil is, is, is foam negative. Um, 
Uh, hops are great. They're foam positive. Um, and until you like uh, really, really dry hop the shit out of a beer and then it's foam negative. Um, yeah. But oil, oil is foam negative. Um, yeah, we... Uh, also, croisoning will help as well, especially with the type does, of bubbles yeah. you get. Yeah. yeah. It we, does? We also don't use any filtrates or anything. So. Yeah, we use no filtration. Um, okay. So everything is unfiltered, essentially. Yep. Except uh, yeah. that's great. I love it. All right. Well, I just cracked the. Uh, if barley wine is life, I choose death. Which I would rename to. If hazy IPA is life, I choose death. I feel like it pissed more people off, but that's just me. Um, well, you've said it before, though. Uh, yeah, we brew this. Uh, we brew this with like Matt Storm at the Masonry um, every year, which is two years now <laughs> that what, we've been open. What's um, the What's the Masonry? Um, it's a it's a great uh, pizza place up in um, up in Seattle, and uh, he actually just started a brewery. Um, Fast fashion, fashion uh, things with uh, Brian. Um, um, I think it's uh, Brian. Trumpy. Yeah, and uh, so we like really like Dunkel, and we just thought it would be fun to uh, like name a beer this, <laughs> and it's kind of like based off of those like really old like Lucas Art, yeah, uh, adventure games. Yeah, oh, for uh, sure. Look at that. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's I great. It. I love it, man. That's who great. D- who designs the labels? Um, we so pretty much that does most of our like kind of branding design. Uh, it, we, it's like a collaboration between us and um, the Office of Brothers here in Atlanta. Um, they're amazing, like Alvin and Ashlyn, and uh, the, the whole crew over there has been like in Elizabeth, and uh, they've just been they're just amazing. Like they're. Bjorn and I like went in there with like, yeah, he's from a sheep farm and I was a computer engineer where you want to do all these crazy things. And they just like, when they first sent us our, like what, what they were thinking, it just kind of blew us away. And it like really like resonated with us like so much that they just captured everything that we were, we wanted to do. What was the name again? Give them a, a proper shout Office out. Office of Brothers. What's that? I'm sorry. Office of Brothers. Office of Brothers. Okay. Or it's Family Brothers, bros.biz, bros.family. Bros.brothers. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, if you go to bros.family, that's their website. Okay. <laughs> I think you said Cohen Brothers. That's all I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, who writes the uh, the descriptions of these? So on, on every, for those who don't know, on every label, there's a little uh, section that says control data. And yeah. there's a little description of the beer, and it has nothing to do with really the beer whatsoever. It, it's very reminiscent of like the rare barrel, uh, you know, or like Lagunitas, where it's uh, so from the the sanguine. It's like uh, we have found a way to raise a great deal of positive energy. Time with friends. Don't look at the time. Look at the birds. Look at your potential. Uh, who writes this crap? And and uh, so uh, we met stuff. I love it. <laughs> I think yeah, it's great. So Control Data was actually a computer corporation. Um, and that we just and they had these like programmatic cards and that's kind of like where we like that's why you see like the ASCII art on the cans it kind of like resembles these programmatic cards that or these used. little stickers uh, yeah exactly yeah, yeah pretty much um, and um, we we actually uh, the the copy is made by uh, artificial intelligence is it really. It's it, like it reads like idea, it's translated. It's, the idea is if like a if artificial in, intelligence was trying to make sense of beer. God, I fucking love it. <laughs> I love it. Like, what is beer? I would. You know? I that's would. Kinda, like that's what we're all like all all in search of. Like, what is beer? Right. So it's it's like the computer had to ask <laughs> itself that question. 
bro. I love it's this. like how nine thousand. I I yeah. can't I can't explain to you how much I I think that's such a good and very funny idea. I think it's great because it it definitely reads like like translation, you know, where it's like like a Japanese translation or some sort of like this is not written in English, and then here it is. Like, look at your potential. Who says that? <laughs> Nobody says that. I love it. I think that's I think that's fucking hilarious. So tell me about this uh, this dunkel. What's your? Can you give me a little like recipe formulation? Uh, yeah, you know, so um, there's there? a, to brew it. There's a lot, little bit of care aroma in this beer. Uh, we we like it's really like we really wanted this like really dry uh, dunkel. Um, so it was kind of like uh, like yeah, Matt was involved pretty heavily in this recipe design, and we were we wanted like notes of like uh, like sarsaparilla and just like these. It just we just really wanted this like really drinkable dunkel. And um, yeah, we just kind of uh, came up with it and we just keep brewing the exact, we don't even like mess with this beer really. We just like keep brewing the same recipe because the first time we made it, we were just like, that's it. That was it. That, that yeah. was sort of my question. Like how, how do you determine what you change in a recipe? And I guess it's just on a, on a whim. So this, your first version right out the gate, this is exactly what you hoped for. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How often does that happen, do you think, with beers? With your beers? Yeah, that's a good question. Pretty seldom, I would say. Right? Not a, yeah, yeah, not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're basically like home brewers. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I feel the same way. I have like an oatmeal stout that I've tried, I don't know, 12 times. And it's like, I just, I, I don't know. I can't. It Honestly, it still sort of blows me away that uh, professional brewers change the recipes of a product that people purchase almost constantly, like every time. It's still well, you just, tweak it's, it. it's still, You're always tweaking it. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it like still you, trips I mean, me out, though. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I yeah, guess, but I guess you, have, from, you have to because you're, you're, you're trying to, because sometimes the ingredients differ and all this, and you're trying to, but the variance is so small. It's just like, ding, 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 ding. it's not you're doing yeah. like a big, like, pendulum yeah, swing. You're just barely in direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's also fun with our, um, with our blurs, um, like, they might notice it if you like discuss it with them, which is actually yeah. pretty fun. Um, but you know, some people don't notice it. Um, but that's the great conversation, the craft beer, when you have like regulars come in and they notice the difference mm -hmm. from one, uh, one batch to the other, which actually is always funny. Cause I remember like early on when like a regular would come in and like, they say, this is complete. This IPA is completely different from last week's IPA. And it's like, it's actually the same IPA, but uh, so this, <laughs> like, sometimes that happens, but you know, the ones that are paying attention, uh, especially with a lager, we'll notice the nuances from you know batch to batch. Mm -hmm. Sean, I have to ask you a quick question. Why are you wearing an oyster company hat from Washington? Hama oh, Hama. I love I love Hama Hama. Yeah, I love oysters. Like, actually, so I, I got was, like I saw time. that. I went to Seattle uh, and hung out with Matt actually, and um, you know, me and me and my uh, my now wife uh, drove out to Hama Hama. It was like one of the most beautiful drives ever, and. Um, yeah, I love I love uh, I love West Coast oysters. Uh, they like Hog Island out there. Um, I've been oh, yeah. there a couple times. Um, I feel like only Sean would notice that. Yeah, great. <laughs> only Sully would notice. Only you would notice that. Look at this oyster hat. No. <laughs> I'm the oyster man. I think the th <clears throat> um, Steve in the chat is is uh, adamant about this Krausen technique, and he wants me to ask you if you can go more in depth on it. Uh, what Play-Doh is your active yeast? Etc. Etc. Like, can you give us a a, a Krausen rundown, 
or uh, yeah. you know or not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we have a calculator, so you you have to take into account uh, the Plato's of both beers. Um, I mean, if you want, if Steve wants to give you uh, his email, I'll send him the calculator. But um, basically, uh, we we usually croissant like between uh, 24 and 72 hours after uh, fermentation starts. Uh, you really want it to be pretty active, um, and it varies between like 10 and 20 percent of the of of the beer that you're croissant with into the uh, to the beer that you're you're trying to uh, croissant. Um, so you really have to take into account all the variables. Like you have to know what the, um, the volumes of CO2 of each beer is. Um, you need to know um, how much, yeah, how much uh, gravity that each beer is, like the, the extract that's left. Um, so you, you basically have to, we use a calculator to plug this in and um, determine the volume uh, that way. And, okay. and, and we want to, and we hit a, we want to hit an exact uh, CO2 volume in the finished beer as well. Okay. So. Yeah. Do you have like an issue with uh, your tanks only going up to 15 psi at all, or are you able to? No, no. We, so yeah, we we usually uh, poison around like around uh, I guess nine nine and a half to 10 Celsius, and then we um, we slowly drop the temperature about one degree Celsius a day ish uh, to two lagering temps, which is around two to three Celsius, and then um, once we hit two to three Celsius, we uh, we basically hold that temperature for four to six weeks. So, and we still like, we will still like put a, a, a spanning valve on it. Yeah. So, I mean, in case so, there is a miscalculation, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it called a, a, a light adjustment. <laughs> That's right. AI can generate your labels, but sometimes it does fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, for we, we always try to, like, for 12 hectoliters, we'll like. Add one, one point two, yeah, one point two hectoliters of krausening, so that it also like fits in the tank. Yeah. Uh, and like the dunkel here, the dark beer, like we we're not gonna krausen that with a with a light lager, so we we brew like a, a one point two hectoliter batch that we then krausen with. So the same same malt bill. Um, okay. So we have a Sean's old homebrew system that we that we brew on to then really? Okay. Wow. I remember seeing that. That's cool, man. That's a cool way to do it. I like it. Yeah. This Dunkel is. Um, JP, you would love rich. this place. Oh my God! It sounds when like we, I wouldn't want. I want to marry it. Well, don't do that. I want to divorce Taryn and go marry visit this the brewery. place and then marry it. Nope. I'm I'm <laughs> gonna pretend like it's eighteen fucking forty nine. And I'm gonna answer an ad in the personals, and I'm gonna marry the first the first brewery. <laughs> can you can you talk derogatorily about 1849 like that? I think you have to take that back. Oh man, look, it's just facts. Um, this Dunkel is so good. It's like, it's it's it's. Is there pale chocolate in here, or is it there's some there's some sort of like, like dark? No, we, we, I mean the 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 malt in there's most like the the give it, the thing that gives it its um, color is actually mostly caro aroma, which gives you like kind of like these like beautiful like bread crust. Um, yeah, man, it's like it's like dark like wheat beer, like wheat bread, like darker wheat bread. Yeah, um, you know things, but it, it it's almost like bordering on the aroma that you get from like a pale chocolate. Um, yeah, and so it's this really soft like dark malt characteristic. Uh, wow, this is very good, but yeah, it's, there's, there's no there's no pale chocolate in there. <laughs> well, look, I, yeah, you didn't. Not every beer can be perfect. That. Okay, that's just what I'm going to say right now. 
This is a fantastic beer, and it's but it's also like it's 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 crisp and assertive. Um, but it's not. It, it, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. This is where I need like a Nicole Ernie <laughs> to like explain to me what I'm tasting because this is very. It's a very complex beer, um, but it's it's. Um, White chocolate toffee with uh, crisp uh, edges and uh, beautifully wonderful. <laughs> but but not like chocolate like from like the West Coast, more like a toffee from the Midwest, specifically more like an Upper Michigan kind of toffee. That's a Nicole Ernie. That's Reminds me of my grandmother's burnt <laughs> bread pudding. <laughs> well, I've never had that before, Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Prue. Uh, very good beer. Uh, so, do you guys do you guys get a lot of people clamoring for? Lo- what am I trying to ask? I'm trying to ask. You don't really have a flagship, you would say, right? Because you alternate your 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 your, uh-huh. your your beers normally. Do you get people coming in asking for like a specific beer often? And then the underside of that is, do, do, do you guys find yourselves attracting more lager drinkers or converting ale drinkers to lager drinkers? Um, we hope both, Dan. <laughs> okay, but I'm not really sure if we know the answer to that question. You don't give no. them a survey at the end of the. <laughs> I just realized how <laughs> yeah. fucking stupid well, that me, question you, was. Well, let me ask it's it like, another well, way. Do you get a lot me, of people you coming leave, in? Let I mean, me... yeah. Like hazy IPAs are super popular now. Do you get a lot of people coming in asking for them? And when they don't really see them on your menu, I don't even know if you have them on your menu. Uh, we do, yeah. 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 Okay, we have them on our menu. And <laughs> I mean, I think if we, they they sell better or lagers sell better. Um, yeah. And and we'll have people come in. Oh, do you have active low? And we'll say no, but we have these these loggers. Then they'll just buy those, which is is nice to see that. I think people trust us. Not they don't trust the beer, or like they they trust us in like buying all the loggers that we make. And does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally does. It sounds like you have a clientele, or you have people that are curious enough to want to be able to, you know, sort of go into an area with different style, different types of beers that you normally don't have or different mm-hmm. versions of those beers. And you're not playing to the crowd, which is popular right now, which is mm-hmm. what the hazy IPA thing is all about. Yeah. I mean, we see like, it's pretty interesting. We see most, uh, I guess we see most of our lager being consumed during the week. And then, um, I guess it really depends on the weekend, but sometimes the weekend is, is maybe more pale ale or IPA for it. I think we're seeing other people that are, that aren't from this area come in and try the IPAs or the pale ales and then probably hopefully branch out into lagers. Um, but we do get a lot of questions of like, when is this beer coming back or when is, you know, when are you brewing this again? This was like a year ago where we, the last time we brewed it. So it's really cool that people remember these beers from a year ago and, um, we are we we do brew them again, and we look forward to that. So that's that's really kind of neat. Okay, got it. Well, I just uh, cracked this Belgian quad, which is something I never thought I'd oh say boy, in 2021. <laughs> but uh, after exhausting, man, you know how hard it is to open a bottle opener or open a bottle with like a watch band. Like I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have a bottle <laughs> opener. I'm like rummaging through my desk, going, "Well, here's this old watch. Maybe that's going to work." And, and it didn't work, so I had to leave. But uh, Belgian quad is that a popular style in Atlanta? What is going on? Huge, it's huge. Not, not really. I mean, we <laughs> not really. We call, <laughs> we call it Casanade because um, we really wanted to like showcase that these are made with sugar. And so, like, uh, if you look at the label, um, there's four packs of sugar on there for the quad. 
Um, and uh, on the side of the sugar packet, if you look really closely, um, it says for retired people. <laughs> for retired people? Uh, can you give me a couple cases of that, please? For retired people, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were looking into like some old like ads on on like uh, Belgian Belgian sugar, and we found this uh, really just um, endearing retired community website like forum where they were talking about sugar packets. <laughs> so, they they had like all this awesome branding of like sugar packets, and we uh, we were just like, that is so cool that these. People are like into sugar packets. You should like do a beer packets. with them because that's <laughs> yeah. that's very funny. But it's actually the the sugar. It's the old ads of of uh, and you can actually it's actually the same sugar that you can buy at BSG. So it's the <laughs> the Belgian the uh, candy code, the Belgian candy. Sugar. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, uh, right away, man. When I, I I poured this, it's a huge banana ester kicked off, and this dark malt kind of behind it. Yeah, it's like um, I don't it's like banana, like banana bread? bread, like dark banana bread, oh, like crust, wow. you know, like banana bread and like dates almost, and like yeah. I, I'm not even gonna say plum. I was gonna say plum because I think I'm like conditioned to saying that with with yeah, a, a beer like that. Yeah, but it's like it's not really. <laughs> It wouldn't be really be accurate. Anyway, tell me a little bit about this beer, about how how old it is, how you know what's your what's your what's in it. Tell me what's in it, please. I mean, this is all uh, all Dingamon's malt. Okay. Um, the best monster in the world, according <laughs> to everyone in Belgium. Dingamon's <laughs> is, is is that you said? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you heard that? <laughs> I know I have, but I I, I don't. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm I, just I going really with it. like I know it is. I, okay. they, I, I think they have a very high quality standards um, for their malt. Um, you've been, you've been to Dingamons. Right? Yeah, yeah, I visited. Yeah, I've used it too. It's good malt. And I was impressed. Um, it's yeah, it's family maltster. Um, I'm not sure like all the malts we used in it, but um, the base is. Uh, is is uh was it it was Dingamon's pale? Yeah, it was pale, and then there's a uh, a pretty large body of uh, uh, pale chocolate. Uh, <laughs> you and your pale chocolate, yeah. Jesus! Who wants stock pale chocolate? Then, you know, at the end of the boil, we add Belgian candy sugar, and then again, uh, ferment rather lower temperatures, and then again after fermentation like a maturation for like three weeks on like around like 10 Celsius, 10, 11 Celsius. Okay. It's like what? 50, 55. We really like, like have it mellow out and yeah. then we bottle and keg conditioned it, um, just with a wine yeast. And, uh, oh, it took quite a while. It was, it was like, we had a lot of nail polish in the beginning. Right. I think, yeah, really? I think this, well, there's a lot more like banana ester than you're getting now. And it kind of uh, reabsorbs some of that uh, during the conditioning process, which is really cool to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, there's a variety of like malts in here too from Dingamon, like like almost every single one they produce. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a pretty, a pretty that complicated. Should, that should be in a quad though. Quad should have everything in it. I mean, yeah, for honestly. sure, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty fun, it's a fun beer. Like we, um, 
Yeah, we like uh, it's it's one of the highest ABV beers we've ever produced. We usually don't produce anything over like six percent uh, here. Uh, we have like um, God bless you, dude. I swear to God. Yeah, we have like most of our beers are between uh, like around four point eight or and five point two percent, and like our IPAs are in between like six point five, six point eight, and then we have um, our pills are always around like five point two ish. So yeah, it's. Uh, so the, I'm this moving. Is one, of the, this is one of the ones that are like, man, I'm not used to drinking this. Like, <laughs> well, that's heavy. to be honest with you, that's that's one of the reasons why I I chose it for tonight because I, I would have a hard time just going. You know what I feel like doing is drinking a quad. That's not. That's definitely not me. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, I wanted to talk about it because not many people still make quads, and I yeah. I, I think that's really cool. So I want to talk about. It. But also, I want to clear off like half of the glass shelf behind you guys and just live there. Because you guys are sort of like, sort of like my like. If I owned a brewery, this is what this is what I would pay people to make. Is this kind of stuff? It's sleeping because, where the lager tanks are to the to the right of them. Yeah, for sure. Or left of them. I do like it cold in my hotel room, my four star hotel room. I'm, you know, it's not five star. I don't want to let it get to my head. Um, hey, on this, on, when you describe this beer here uh, on the website, you call out the Atlanta water. What's the Atlanta water like? Um, the land water is like really soft. Um, it's kind of a joke because there's like, I think there was a lot of studies that came out where like Atlanta water causes cancer or something. So we, uh, <laughs> we like to embrace, I'm just joking, but we Hell like yeah. to embrace that like Atlanta water had like a bad rap, but it's like actually really, really good soft water that you can really do anything with. Now, there's nice. not, we, we have really no issue with building any kind of water yeah. that we want. So nice. Very soft. Mm-hmm. This beer is good, man. I, I, which again, I never thought I would say in 2021. This Belgian quad I opened is very good. That whole entire sentence would be written in AI. Speaking of AI, so on the side, on the side of the bottle, very clever. Of you. Uh, the control data says, "One time, me and Cassande were high on sugar out in the desert." He said, "And the stars attacked us." I mean, like, where do you run to when the whole Milky Way is after you? It was after your ass. Answer me that. <laughs> serious like micro dosing going on there I think. it's a hunter thompson fucking novel for sure dude i love it i think that's great this is a very very drinkable belgian quad again not something you typically say but it is it is uh you know uh, uh very obviously malt forward very specialty malt forward uh sweet but dry at the end it, you know I, I do get some of that malt sort of in my mid palate that's hanging around but the sides and the front of my palate are, are dry, so it is sort of like easy to take another bit. It's not cloying, it's not sticky, it's not funky like that. Um, that banana bread, like you said, it's very, this is well made. Cheers, man. This is very good. Do you think retired people would like it? I really do. Yeah, I really do. That's, that's really all we care about. Yeah. The sugar packets. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, contact that form, make a beer for them. I think that would be fucking <laughs> I would like to do a collaboration with you. Huh? <laughs> what? I just imagine like Siri reading the you reading their email to you. What? Anyway, uh, thanks for the beers, guys. This is uh, yeah. this was very very good. Oh, actually, I do have a um, a comment. No, see, here's Stephen again in the fucking chat room asking questions over and over again. <laughs> Stephen is Stephen needs to know. He's very curious. Um, let, him, let him ask the question. I mean, it's it's Steve Torres. He's he's been a long, long time BN guy. Uh, speaking of water, he says I take it they use carbon filter water 
listening. So maybe he's an AI. I don't really know. Uh, carbon filter water listening. How do they build their water profiles? Um, yeah, we, we definitely use carbon uh, filters here. Uh, a mixture of uh, two to, uh, catalytic, uh, is it is it catalytic carbon? I don't know. We have like, we, we definitely filter chloramines and chlorines because the uh, city can change those two on you, you actually knowing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, we, we just, yeah, we for every single beer that we make, um, we think about the like how the how the water is going to come across, like how the mouthfeel is going to be the um, the texture of the beer, and we we build our water to uh, address that. I guess it's not like we don't like say, oh, we're gonna we're gonna model it after this city or that city. It's it's really just like about kind of flavor and mouthfeel and. Uh, how, how certain aspects of the beer are going to come across. Okay, so you're not geo-targeting a specific area. You're just going, yeah. this is a Czech-style pills, or this is a German-style pills, and it should be this, and so it needs to be, I, I don't know, I wish I was smarter with water, but like a, a little bit more harder, more calcium maybe they, to like showcase the hops. Our minerality. Kind of yeah. yeah. Okay. But they, they adjust their water too, right? So it's not like, this you know, is I the thing. understood why people target cities, because like these people in the cities are changing their water. You this know, it's is, not like, right, exactly. And, and, and someone brought it up years ago on one of the shows we did, and I forget where, and I forget, I, 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 I forget the advice from time to time until you just remembered it. But yeah, it's very much like, it's like, you know, you target like a London water for like a porter, like a British porter or whatever. But they treat their water now. Fuller, you're trying to do a Fuller's ESB. They're not just using tap water. <laughs> just opening the tap and going, there you go. That's it. This is what the thing is. I so, mean, they would they would boil their water to like precipitate out like a lot of the hardness. You know, like they there's they're not they're not brewing it exactly how the municipality tested their their water. You know, yeah. It's, it's, uh, Plus, over time, it changed, and then you know what you know, the the way that water was brought to you changed. You know, and. Uh, oh, for sure. And then it was also it was also adjusted at those you know the way the municipalities adjusted the water before it got to you. So the amount of urine in the water changes from time to time. It's just you know. <laughs> well, that just boils out though, and carbon filtration will Sorry. catch that. It's sanitary. It's fine. And then uh, Brian in the chat says, uh, "Walking into your into your brewery is like walking into a slice of Belgium, and he never wants to leave." Well, that yeah, was really kind. That. You guys should talk about your upstairs outdoor patio with the slatted roof that's pretty amazing and also that funny what's that one little like the bar there with the it's like a little shack within a bar or something i don't even know what that is a shack within a that bar. To me. that's a restaurant what is yeah. that that was a, a really poor way to describe it <laughs> like a hundred hundred year old two-story building and uh when so the sec the second floor Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. First floor. <laughs> yeah. I still. Yeah. Still don't know. Yeah. That's right. You're right. That's fine. Uh, but that, <laughs> it's open air, so we we added. You know, with with the summers being so hot here, we added like a slotted roof that we can open and close, and um, we added a bar there, and it basically like, you know, it saved us through <laughs> through COVID or like when we were opening and when we reopened last year and. August, it was the the only place we could open that we felt safe to serve people. Um, so, like, even when it rains, we can have people seated there, and it's all outside. Um, and you still have the the original brick wall with the, you know, one room was painted in blue, another was painted in pink. And a lot of the 
the colors that you see in our cans or that we use in our um, merch and, and whatsoever are colors that we actually found in the in the building. Yeah. yeah. This, this can's blue, this can's pink, or the yeah, other yeah, yeah. way around. And Yeah, that's cool. Those are, those are from the building. That's cool, man. I don't know. You guys got a vibe going on. I think that's really neat. You know, you're definitely using I mean, the space. I, 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 cannot, like, I, I cannot recommend this place enough. I mean, honestly, it's it's magical. Everybody who, you go to Atlanta, you got to check them out. And, and, and buy the lager hat online. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you guys, you guys don't uh, ship beer nationwide, right? No, I mean, yeah, we can't. It's, uh, it's illegal it. in Georgia. Yeah. That sucks. All right. Well, um, I don't know how you got your beer at all. Yeah. No idea. Well, no, I because some some someone I know was in Georgia and then they drove they drove back. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so they they picked it up and you guys the, your your contactless thing was very nice. Everything was very cool. They were they were everything's fine. Uh, but they dropped it off on my porch and I have photos if anybody needs to uh, needs to know about it. Um, before we go, I do have a question from the chat. What kind of yeast do you use in your Belgian pale? <laughs> The great Kim Wood with coming in with that zinger. I love it. Uh, Kim Wood with the zinger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys go to halfwaycrooks.beer. Check out their weird and funky-ass website. I love it. I'm going to order some merch, I swear to God. You guys' merch is, uh, is, is pretty good. Good stuff. Yeah. Ryan likes it. I love it. <laughs> it's good. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. And Jordan uh, and, and, and Sean, thank you very much from Halfway Crooks in Atlanta. Whenever you're in Atlanta, they're only 10 minutes in the airport, guys, and from and all, all major, major attractions. And all major attractions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. If you guys ever are out thank here, we should, we should try to get you, you in the much, studio yeah. after everything Great calms down you. and whatever. Yeah. This, is, uh, this is a lot of fun. Beers are solid. And, I, you know, everything across the board has been uh, straight A good stuff. Thank, Thank you, you, so you very much. much. I appreciate that. it. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you later. Good seeing you, Sean. Yeah, good Cheers. Good seeing you guys. Thanks for coming on. Right. See yeah. you soon, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs>